Hey everyone, I'm Gracie and welcome to Grace of a Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. That is the sole purpose of this podcast, to share our stories to the world. Darren, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So tell me a little bit about who served in the military and what branch and what kind of things like that. Okay. Um, so my dad was the one who served and he joined in 1998. And the only re- the real reason why he joined is to get out of his small town because he wanted like a really quick escape and also a really good job and a career. And so he did join and then he left in June. And then let's see, he was, I guess he was stationed at Fort Campbell, I assume, for a really long time. And then eventually he met my mom on a blind date. And I think that's really funny because um, they talk about it still to this day. They're like, I just cannot believe like they were on like a blind date. And you know what I mean? Now they're married and all this stuff. It's crazy. But yeah, and then he was in the 101st and he was an army infantry man. And yeah, that's pretty much the beginning of that. So, yeah. So you obviously were not around when he first joined in the military since Mm -hmm. your parents hadn't even met yet, which (laughs) it's crazy that they met on a blind date for sure. And then, you know, they're married. They have you know, kids now and still together. And that's really awesome. And then when you were born, Mm -hmm. do you remember a lot about the military life in your first few years? Um, I remember like bits and pieces. I know that there's this one memory. I don't know if there's a picture or not, but I do remember when it was my sister was um, also like, I guess two or three, I could be wrong. But we were at some sort of ceremony where he was getting something and they were like recognizing him and the family and whatnot. And so he went up there and I remember being like terrified of all the people. And like I just like I remember like hiding behind my mom and it was so funny. But yeah, I do remember bits and pieces like during like sometimes in the summer they would have like these water slides and like all the families and like kids went out. And I think it was like a barbecue grill thing. I don't really remember, but I remember going to those and doing small events and stuff. Yeah. Those are always fun. I have memories of doing those. I was, you know, around eight or nine at the time when my dad rejoined. And so we did all the family events and those Mm -hmm. were some of the funnest things to do because you were around other military kids and, you know, their families. So That was always really exciting and something I'd look forward to. Um, Do you remember moving around? Did you move around a lot? Uh, Yeah, we, okay, so I was born in Clarksville and pretty much grew up there until my dad got injured. And then after he got injured, my mom would go back and forth like every other week to DC. Like she would like, I think it was a Wednesday. So like Wednesday, she would be here for a week. And then the next Wednesday, she'd fly out to DC and then back and forth, back and forth. And she did that for a really long time. And then eventually he got stable and was able to move out of the hospital. So me and my sister were able to move up there. And we stayed up there in Maryland for like two years. And honestly, it was so fun. I loved being there. I would move back in a heartbeat. Like if I had an opportunity right now, or if like a school gave me an offer, I would be like, I would be there. I'm out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so weird that you know, such a terrible situation, like an injury Mm -hmm. is actually some of the funnest times because, you know, Texas is like my, Texas is my home now. Mm -hmm. Like I could not imagine where I would be without Texas in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the people I've met, the experiences that I've had and as bad as it seems like I would not be doing half the things I do today if it wasn't for you know such a catastrophic incident like the injury happened so yeah me too um let's see so my dad was injured in January 
2011 and he stepped on a 40 pound bomb and luckily he was the only one that was injured so that was good but <laughs> this is so specific like I I think I said that sometimes I mess up that word sorry <laughs> but um I remember getting ready for a dance this this I'll follow up with this but I was getting yeah. ready for a dance and I like my mom got a phone call and it was fine until she like I was like like I was saying, I was coming down the stairs. This is when we actually had two stories instead of one. And I was coming down the stairs and like me and my sister, were, like just sitting down and like my mom got a phone call and I could tell like she was upset, but she was trying to hold it together. You know what I mean? Because like we were yeah. like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Right. And she was going to take us. I I think, I don't remember. She's probably going to hear this later and be like, you're so stupid. Just kidding. <laughs> you messed um, up this story. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, my friend's dad came and picked us up and we went all the dance. And then when we came back, she told us what happened. <laughs> and myself, me being just so curious, I was like, but how is he going to pee now he doesn't have legs? <laughs> I just, it was so funny because my mom was like expecting the worst possible things. Like, is he going to sure. die? Is yeah. Gonna, da, 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 da. And I was like, how is he going to pee? <laughs> that was my only concern. And I think that's so funny. So to this day, because, you know, I was, I was just worried. I was worried about this man's bladder, you know, <laughs> but yeah, after all the stuff, like he was fine and stable and whatnot. Um, we were like, when are we going to go up there? And then eventually we did. And we met in a Fisher house and it was really cool. But I also think this is a funny memory because I remember on the way, like it was like our first plane ride like that we remember. And when we landed and we got to the base, there was like McDonald's on the base. And so they got us McDonald's and we were going to the Fisher house. We're like, okay, we're going to stay here. And like, you know, we're going to see your dad in the hospital. We're like, oh, okay, cool. What not? They had a playground. We were so excited. Yeah. And we have our Happy Meals in our hands and we start walking into the, like the doors of the building. And then my Happy Meal gets ripped out of my hands. And I'm like, hold on. You know what I mean? And I was like yeah. upset. And then I walk further and I see my dad and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. My dad, love you. But where's my Happy <laughs> Meal? <laughs> it was, I just remember that because I was just like, I don't remember who did this. And my mom told me, but like, I just remember it was just so funny yeah yeah uh like from there on though like I literally love Maryland like I love all the like I hate to say like tourism just because like sometimes it is so annoying but I really did like it and I like all the museums and like how you can literally walk down the street and be at a grocery store or a mall or this this and that and it was just so nice and like honestly I love Maryland like I always want to go back and whatnot Yeah, I'm sure. And I mean, you had the privilege of living there and, you know, Mm -hmm. still being a tourist at the same time, going to the museums and seeing everything there. And I remember going, you know, to D.C. so many times and just wanting to go to museums Mm -hmm. and see things. And it's so incredible. And yeah, the malls were so much fun and Mm -hmm. all that. So I'm sure it was really fun to live there and, you know, actually be a family there too yeah it was really nice especially because during that time like my dad was pretty much gone like half of my life so like I still like I mean obviously I knew my dad and whatnot but like I still wasn't really close to him but because we were able to move up there and like you know move around all together like I got really close to him and now we're like best friends and so that's really like really really fun and we you know we cause a lot of drama in our family just for fun (laughs) (laughs) and we cause trouble but yeah, it was just really nice, though, because like because we were also homeschooled because we couldn't go into the schools because of all this crap, you know, whatnot. So we decided to, like we're going to be homeschooled. And it was really nice, though, because like all the museums and all the like basically the really cool stuff is pretty much free or for like a really good price, you know? Yeah. And so like when my dad would go to the hospital because he had to go like every day for like physical therapy or for this and this and this, you know, sure. all that crap my mom would be like, oh, you know, well, since he's gone, let's go to the science museum or let's go to this, this and this. And so like, those were like some of my like key memories. And I remember so specifically, like every time I go, I have to go, you know, those um, yellow carts that have like yes. the hot dogs and the ice cream. I love those. After every museum, I would go and get a ice cream, like cookie sandwich or like the chocolate chip. <laughs> and so every time we go to DC now, I'm like, I have to have one of those cookies. Yes. They're so good. It brings back the memories too. It does. And it's just like, it's so fun. Cause like my sister, 
I would get that and she would get like the SpongeBob ice cream or like the oh, yeah. ones with the gumball eyes. It was mm-hmm. so funny. Yeah. And just those memories make such a hard time so much easier. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for us, it was going to um, like basketball games and hockey mm-hmm. games and doing all those things. And then, you know, even going to the Riverwalk, the Alamo, like downtown San Antonio. Like those are memories that made such a hard time so much easier and I will cherish for the rest of my life. For oh sure. yeah, me and my sister as well, because whenever the sad thing is, it's like whenever he first got injured, like the first about like year ish, we were like the only kids that were like of school age. Like they were either infants or toddlers or they were like yeah. super like old in comparison to us. You know what I mean? And so like we were basically each like our only friends until one day. Um, we were in the Fisher house and I think either they moved in or like we moved in right after them, but there was this family and uh, I made a friend, her name was Leah and her favorite color was green. And I just remember like, I was so happy that like there was somebody close to my age and it was just like, it was crazy because like we became good friends because like, like I said, there's like nobody else there. Yeah. And like we would go and I think we did the Nickelodeons like the was it like the national day of play or something oh yeah and we did that one year and it was so funny because it was crazy because we've never experienced anything like it and it was just so fun and like I like occasionally I'll be scrolling through like Facebook or my memories and I see like like pictures of us and I'm like oh you know it's so cute that's so sweet with you know with our situation my sister was she became my best friend, like Mm -hmm. through it all. We, um, I will never forget the moment. Like we got the phone call. Like those are just moments that are now engraved Mm -hmm. in my brain. And she, she really didn't understand, you know, cause she Mm -hmm. was, she was seven, I believe. So she didn't understand like when mom dropped her knees, like crying into the phone, like, what was going on and then you know we were we were out of the house within an hour like we went and stayed with friends for you know a week um it was four days before we even got to see my mom and know what happened Mm -hmm. because it was just such a chaotic time and then you know her and I were the only family really we had in Ohio because Mm -hmm. mom and dad both flew to Texas yeah and they both met in Texas and neither one of us were with them for the next month. Like we, mm-hmm. we were by ourselves, you know, with staying with friends. So it was just the two of us that we had. And then going to the Fisher house, there were not many, um, you know, kids our age either. They were all toddlers. Mm-hmm. So we made friends with toddlers, yeah. and, you know, but we just became best friends because, that's all we had and that's all we knew. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how, like, yeah, it was for us too. I mean, like, we, we were nice, like, all the babies and stuff, like, y'all. yeah. But it was just like, it was, it wasn't necessarily as hard, but it was kind of just frustrating because we wanted to make, like, other friends and whatnot. And I mean, like, obviously, we're not blaming anyone, but it was just like, oh, of course, y'all don't have kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> parents would be like, oh, these, this couple, you know, they just got injured and they're coming. We're like, oh, you know, Do they're they so kids? excited. And then we were like, no, we were like, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You know. Nice to know. Yeah. We were fortunate that we went to school on base. Mm-hmm. Um, we transferred school to base. So we were able to make friends that way. Mm-hmm. But even at the same point, they didn't understand the injury oh, side of it. Yes. It's a yes. whole new thing. Yes. You know, I was uh, nine when he got hurt and I had to basically become a caregiver at age mm-hmm. nine. Me too. And that's exactly another thing. Like when I moved here to McMinnville, I literally could not make friends with like anybody because like, yeah. I mean, obviously I've been trying, I'm really nice and whatnot, but like they just were not like they, their problems were so like minor in comparison to mine and like I'm not saying that to be like well your problem's not as good as mine no it was yeah. sincerely like their parents did not buy them a purse and so they thought that was the end of the world you know what I mean right. I'm just like oh my gosh you know what I mean and so like it was just so such an eye-opening thing to come here and like those are people's problems it's just yeah. crazy and I'm just like holy crap 
Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. And, you know, we're, you know, my dad obviously retired and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're living the civilian side and we're trying to live in a civilian like world now instead Mm -hmm. of the military. And people are like, you know, of course, my friends now are like used to it and whatever, but you still don't. It's so weird having to explain, mm-hmm. you know, hey, my dad's in the military or was in the military. You know, he doesn't have a leg now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other one doesn't look the best. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's so weird having to have those interactions with these people trying to explain yes, what happened. Mm-hmm. That's like whenever I first moved here and like I was like actually like the next year it was like high school because I came here in eighth grade basically and like I had like a few friends like I, I'm still in friends with her her name's Brooke and like first time she came over like she knew that my dad didn't have legs but it was just like oh my gosh like you know what I mean like she just didn't realize it and yeah. like she obviously and like all the my other friends that I have now they don't care but it's just like it's so awkward it's not really awkward to introduce but it's just like how do you go about it to make it like comfortable for them right and so I just stopped like telling people because I like assumed they knew and then like when yeah like new people would come over and they would see my dad they kind of like freak out for a second I was like oh my gosh I forgot to tell <laughs> and it's just so funny because like I mean to us it's not a big deal and like my dad yeah. doesn't care he's like if you stir it it doesn't you know what I mean he it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter yeah do you remember the first time you saw your dad? I mean, other than the McDonald's, you know, happy meal situation. <laughs> do you remember like what you thought? Did you see pictures or anything before? Um, I don't think, I think I saw pictures from like chest up where he was like doing this and all yeah. that with like a bunch of tubes and stuff. Right. But I don't remember seeing and like a full picture of him. But when I did see him, I like looked at his legs and I looked at his arm and like, cause he had a pillow for his arm. Cause he just got like, you know, the surgery on his arm. Mm-hmm. and I just was like I was looking and I was just like huh oh well you know it's my dad I, <laughs> I, moved like, I took like a second yeah. to process everything and then I was just like it's just my dad and I just went up yeah. to him you know what I mean it was so it was funny because I thought it like it feels natural yeah it does and like they brought I think I'm not sure if it was like a psychologist or anything but they brought people in case like we would have a meltdown and neither of us did and they were like really surprised just because they were prepared for the worst and we were just like yeah it's just dad and we just went up to him hugged him talked to him whatnot we're like okay we're gonna go to the playground now (laughs) yeah so funny it's definitely I mean I think it's more of the fact of okay you're alive and we Mm missed you like hello instead of you know, being upset about what, yeah. what happened, like, mm-hmm. you know, you had your time to cry about it and yep. you, you know, you got to move on at some point. Yep. I, was about so. to say, I don't really remember being like upset because it happened, but I do remember yeah. being frustrated because like when I was little, I just did not understand everything hundred percent. And so I'd be like, well, why can't he just walk on his legs? Like, I don't get it yeah. I mean, as a child, but like looking back now, I'm like, it takes time, you know what I mean? It takes time yeah. to heal this, like, and all this stuff. And it's just crazy just because, like, looking back now, it's a completely different perspective, obviously, because, you know, I'm more understanding. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, it's just crazy how much, like, so much can change in, like, less than 10 years. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we're about to hit our 10 year um, mm-hmm. in November. And from, you know, literally a hospital bed, Mm -hmm. to living a normal life again I mean you know as close to normal as it could get Mm -hmm. but you know and it's still a recovery process it is every single day yeah and like whenever we moved back to Clarksville before we moved here uh, my dad started after like he was healed and he retired and all that we moved back and he started getting sick and we were like, oh, you're just being dramatic. Cause you know how men are and their, yeah. their sickness and their, their man <laughs> flu. And so we were like, oh, you're just being dramatic. You're just being dramatic. And he was like, no. And I don't remember what pushed us over the edge to take him to the hospital, but he went to the hospital and ended up having a flesh eating bacteria in his back wow. and it was going for like his spine. And so that was like a very scary moment because like we just didn't know what was happening. And if we waited longer and long, like literally like a few days longer, it would have entered like his spine area and could have paralyzed him. So like, it's just crazy. 
So does man flu still exist in your family now? Oh my gosh, yes. My mom, (laughs) this is so funny. So before they realized that they were positive, my mom was just like, you're just being dramatic. You're just being dramatic. He was like, no, like I don't feel good. Like this is different. She was like, you're just being dramatic. You're just being dramatic. And then he got tested (laughs) and was positive. And she was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) So it needs to not exist anymore, right? I guess so. (laughs) Been so many incidents. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's hard, you know, because they're constantly in pain too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's All hard to, you know, live with that and say like, okay, you know, I got a paper cut and, you mm-hmm. know, that's like sometimes it burns, but oh, whatever. Yes. That's like during the summer when I was doing like my um, tumbling and warm ups and stuff for tryouts. I... I didn't tumble and whatnot for like so long. And then like, I just went like full force, like I full out like everything. And then like a day or two later, my back was like trash. Like it was so bad. And then come to find out it was my sciatic nerves oh. and in my back. And so like, I got to taste a little bit of what my dad went through, like <laughs> goes through, you know what I mean? Cause his nerves are just crazy. And I was just like, holy crap. Like I cannot imagine dealing with this every single day because like it would just come in waves like I'd be perfectly fine and I moved one wrong way and my whole back would have a spasm like it was crazy Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh my gosh you know what I mean like it's just insane yeah for sure do you so of course we have no sympathy you know for (laughs) for Mm -hmm. them we're like just do it like it's fine like go for it like you can still do that but do you find that you have to help your dad a lot more for sure? Uh, yeah, especially like we moved into a house that is adapted for him, but like, like our spice cabinets are like higher up, like they're not too high, but they're just high enough where he has to like extend or push himself up where he's on his, we call it his nubs, his feet. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and so he has to stand up on it sometimes to get stuff. And so like, we'll have to help him or we take out the trash or we, cause we got new chickens. We got little baby chickens. And like, we'll have to like help him and whatnot. And I mean, yeah, like we still, we still help him for like a lot of the stuff that he does, but he's trying to be independent and whatnot. So it's just funny. It's just like, oh, improvement, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And it's hard, like trying, you know, because we're both adults now, we're trying to live our life, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, get our career started and everything mm-hmm. and you know we're still care we're still caregivers we're still yeah. like every know. time I come home from college it's just like uh, it's not it's nothing different it's just like I come home from college and like I'm doing everything by myself and blah blah blah, blah. and then I come here and I'm like oh yeah like you know I have a family yeah and then I come home and he's like hey can you get this and I'm like oh yeah you know and I like I just forget <laughs> you know what I mean and it's it's not any different but it's just like uh dang just forgot how different like my two different lives are you know what I mean yeah you know the life of an actual like adult and mm-hmm. being yourself and then yeah. you have your daughter roll at home that mm-hmm. you know you're still a kid and yeah. yeah I get that did you you know of course cheerleading made you move onto campus even though mm-hmm. you're fairly close do you miss living at home still um, I honestly just miss having like my own bedroom because yeah. like, I mean, my roommate and I get along fine, but it's just like, I don't know. Cause I just like having my own space and I like whenever I either need to study or whatnot, just having my own space. But because we live all like, you know, on campus, like I just have to go find a place to yeah. be by myself because like, it's just so weird. It's just so weird. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know so weird (laughs) I'm sure and that's like one of the reasons I chose to stay at home Mm -hmm. because I could not imagine I mean it's like gaining another sister more or less Mm -hmm. to some extent like you know you argue and you fight and I mean my sister and I share a wall like that's Mm -hmm. enough like and I don't think I could deal with someone else you know, mm-hmm. I could have had a wonderful roommate and mm-hmm. there's good people out there, but at the same point, it's hard to, you know, change your whole life around yeah. to 
adapt to someone else as well. Yeah. It's just crazy because like our schedules are pretty like similar, but we all have, like, we both have different like events. So like sometimes I'll be up at eight o'clock in the morning or she'll have to go to a meeting at like nine o'clock at night. And it's just like trying to like find a balance. It's just harder because like there's random pop-up events or we have practice or da, 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 you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, for sure. And so you're cheerleading. Mm -hmm. Is that fun? I love it. I love it so much. I love it like 10 times more than high school just because like I liked cheering for my high school until about my sophomore year and then I got benched my junior year and I have no idea why because I did score and I was in like the like top five-ish for the scoring so I was just really confused but me and my other she was in the same class as me and me and my friend and we both got benched and we have no idea why still to this day and then my senior year my senior year, and I've been on this team for four years, mm-hmm. I get benched my senior year for no reason. And I get replaced oh my with a gosh. freshman. I get replaced with a freshman. In your senior year. Yes. For a competition. And like, That's I wasn't it. hurt. I didn't have any issues. My grades, like there was no reason right. for why no I should reason. be out. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just terrible because like it's my senior year and all nine other seniors were on the floor. And I was just, I'm just sitting by the mat. That's and I had really all the skills. Yeah. And I had all the skills and everything. So like, I just don't know why. So, but yeah. So but college is definitely better. It's been, <laughs> um, so better. And I, I love it so much because it's just like, it's a completely different atmosphere and like everyone wants to be there. It's not like they're like, sure. oh, I have to go to practice, you know, like they want to be there and they want to cheer and they want to work harder and do this as a team and whatnot. And it also, um, it's also different for me because I was like a back spot and a base for my whole like um, high school career. And now I'm a flyer. So like, it's oh, that's awesome. Really different. And like, I'm still learning and like, I really enjoy it. And be like my, um, my bases, they really don't get mad. And like in high school, because like something wouldn't hit, they would be like, it's all your fault. It's this person's fault. It's this mm. person's fault. But like, nobody has done that. Like it's a team effort. And it's just like, it's so much better. That's really cool. And I'm sure it's a hard transition from a base to a flyer. <laughs> it, it was definitely like the first practice because I tried out as a back spot. Okay. So like the first practice, um, my coach, she came up to me and she was like, so since you're so small, like because my back spot is like literally six foot. She's so tall. <laughs> and they were like, well, since you're so small, we're going to try flying. And I was like, Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was, and she was like, "Have you done it before?" And I was like, "Like once or twice." And she was like, "Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna try it and whatnot." And then it worked. And she was like, "Okay, so I guess you're a flyer." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, great." <laughs> My days of trailing, I was always. I mean, I was also like very tall for my age, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, six seven at the time, but. I was always a base, always a base, uh, occasionally a back spot. Mm -hmm. And Kaylee was always a flyer. She always was a flyer because she was so tiny. She was Mm -hmm. like half my size. Like, so she was a, a flyer. And I, I know how hard it is to fly because, Mm -hmm. you know, hearing from her and different things you have to do just to even stand up. Because you have to try and keep your own balance more or less too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, standing, walking around, that's one thing. And then, you know, standing on somebody's hands and yes. it's so different. And, you know, you have to trust them. So then there's mm-hmm. trust in it. And yeah, and that's like, it's completely different because in high school, I felt like everyone trusted each other to an extent, but like once you were in the air, like it was just up in the air. Like you didn't yeah. know who was going to catch you just because like, you know, we're younger and we don't necessarily know exactly like what we're doing. And like, we were good and whatnot, but it was just like, in comparison to like college, I have never doubted anyone catching me because like, regardless, like we were doing a stunt where it was like an invert. So I pushed off their shoulders and I stood straight up and our stunt was going backwards. So we were all were moving back and everyone was like ran and they were like, oh my gosh, don't fall, don't fall. <laughs> and it was just like, it was so different because like high school, you just had like two spots because we had so many people. It was like, there's two other people and like, good luck. Yeah. You know? 
So it's just crazy. Yeah, for sure. So what is your major and what are you like striving towards? <laughs> right now, um, I think I'm going to stick with biology because I really do like it. But my concentration right now is botany. But mm-hmm. I only chose that because I'm still unsure. But I think I want to try. I think I'm going to try to take a class in like micro or like molecular or something just to see how that is. And then maybe switch to micro as my concentration. Yeah, my mom tells me I should just take microbiology for the fun of it if I have a spare credit in there. And it seems like so much fun because one of the girls that I cheer with, she's like basically on the same path, but she's double majoring in uh, biology and in Spanish. So she has like completely different classes, but she said that she either chose botany or something else. But she said that like the um, the micro for our school, like everything is pretty much the same. So like if you want, it's like one less like math class or something. So I was like, shoot, I'm gonna take that because I (laughs) yeah, math classes are not not what I would choose to take. I am on my last one and I'm so excited to be done with it. I'm gonna take some this summer because like I have to have like three or something it's something crazy but like it's just terrible I hate math yeah for sure do you think being a military child do you think that affected choosing biology in any way or um I think in a sense yes because I was I don't think at well at first I wanted to be a nurse because I was always at the hospital and like I was like it was your second home yeah and like I love the nurses and like they would let me like flush pick lines or like help administer yes I love them so much and like I was just so interested because like they were literally healing people right in front of me and I got to help and do it and so at first I did consider um nursing for a while but then like I started looking into it and I was just like I don't necessarily think that nursing is for me because I I like helping people but like (laughs) I cannot tolerate people for (laughs) like the length that they can yeah and so I was like I think I would just do better doing it because I love science you know and I was just like I'm just gonna pick a science major and then go from there so yeah biology is a good basic one too Mm -hmm. it's very universal If you wanted to do nursing still, like Mm -hmm. for some reason, it's a branch of biology more or less. Could Mm -hmm. do it as like a master's degree or I think they offer nursing as a doctorate or, Mm -hmm. you know, you still have that opportunity. Oh, yeah. But the more that I think about just biology in general, I've been looking into like forensic type of stuff because I love all that stuff. And I did a project over some, I think it was forensic laboratory technician, I think. And it was so, it sounds so fun. Like, I mean, in a, in a good way, not like in a like, oh, it's so fun to get to look at dead bodies. No, <laughs> it sounds fun because you get to go on scene, depending on, you know, who you're working right. with. But like, you get to go on scene and like, take samples and take pictures and like, be there and like, interact because I'm like a hands-on learner like I literally have to have it like in front of me like for math like I literally have to have it in front of me like people explain it and like yeah oh like this piece of pizza will blah 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 blah. you know I (laughs) I just have to have like interaction like real stuff for like it's to stay in my brain yeah and I mean math is very hands-on to begin with I think too so I do not blame you and then Mm -hmm. you know taking that onto your career and you know, that's really interesting. You could easily move back to DC to do that. Oh, yes. So. I, yes. I was thinking about that because it said like the most popular locations, like obviously like Atlanta and like Seattle and stuff. And I love Seattle. I visited, I don't remember when I visited um, Seattle, but the time that I did go, oh my gosh, I was in, like, I'm, I'm in love with it because I also am a very, <laughs> I'm a Twilight like person. <laughs> I haven't read the books yet, but since I was there, it was just like a, it was just like so overwhelming, but in a good way. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I would literally live here. Like it's so beautiful. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing that I'm thankful for is like being able to travel so much. And then, you know, I want to travel so much, like, mm-hmm. you know, on my own. And I want to travel with my kids and my family. Like, so that's something that I'm really. That's like, I, 
I'm very thankful that we've had all these opportunities, like the Tom Hanks thing that we did a long time ago. Yes. Well, not really a long time ago, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And the Kelly Clarkson stuff, because we were able to travel as a family and we went to, I'm pretty sure it was LA. And we got to like explore and like be a part of stuff that like we've never been exposed to, like actual, like real camera. Like this is like real life. You know what I mean? Like sure. there's literally Tom Hanks in front of us talking to us. <laughs> like we're on the same, like, you know, it's just crazy because like this is real life, you know? Yeah. And that's the same with the Kelly Clarkson thing. Like they gave us like, a, it's not necessarily a script, but it's just like they need to know what you're saying ahead of time. So they make right. a script. And like, it was just so crazy because I was just like, I never thought like, this is how it worked. You know what I mean? Like you go and oh, get yeah. hair and makeup, you get a script, you get this, you have to do this, you have this time, this, this. and I was just like, it was so like mind opening because like, it was just crazy, but it was just fun that I got to experience it with my family. Cause we'll still talk about it time to time. Yeah. After doing like this military makeover thing, mm-hmm. I will never look at reality TV the same again. Oh yeah. I've you seen the behind the scenes, like. I will never look at it the same again. So yeah. much work gets put into it that I could. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. you know, the people you meet to um, mm-hmm. off of this, we've met some incredible people and, you know, celebrity or not like mm-hmm. just meeting these people and how much they actually do care. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I also like because. I'm still in contact with um, the, my friend Leah. Like we have each other on Snapchat and like Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And, like time to time we'll message each other. And it's just like, it's so cool. And it's also like kind of crazy that like now that we also have like social media and stuff, we can actually keep up with these people and like yeah. still be friends and stuff. So like, that's really cool. And like um, we were at um, like the Maryland, like the hospital and stuff with these other mm-hmm. two girls. And like, sometimes we keep up with them and whatnot. And it's just crazy to see how like we all grow and we all change and all this stuff. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. And, you know, if this would have happened, like it was 10 years ago, but if it would have happened like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we wouldn't have had social media or, you know, mm-hmm. even really phones at the time to keep in contact with these people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we wouldn't have these lifelong friends really that we have now. Mm-hmm. And that's like whenever um, my dad first got injured, my friend Elizabeth, I'm still friends with her and I hang out with her as much as we can, but she goes to um, Belmont and says, so you know, completely different schedules and whatnot. But yeah, every New Year's Eve, even before my dad got injured, we would spend it together. And so like, that's like a cute and fun tradition that we do. Like we try to do every year. And so, like, that's also something because, like, she was sincerely, like, she was there the whole time. And, like, occasionally, like, some memories will pop up. And, like, we had Team Allen shirts. I don't know if you remember those. Yeah. They're, like, the blue shirt with, like, the Superman, like, Allen yes. thing. <laughs> so she would be, like, oh, my, and she, like, found the shirt or she found a picture. And she was, like, look what I found. And I was, like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just so cute. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the stories that come out of this, like, military or not like Mm -hmm. having just those moments to you know traditions you remember them for the rest of your life and Mm -hmm. some of them are brand new like okay for dad's alive day the day he got hurt Mm -hmm. we try to go to Disney as much as we can oh yeah that's like Like, for my dad's alive day we normally bake a cake or something 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 it's not like a lot of people would think that it's a day to be sad and mm-hmm. you know mourn and like yeah no it's a day to it's celebrate <laughs> yeah it's like you normally either like we'll get him something or like a cake or like cookies or something we just do something for it because it's just like oh hey you know you made another year <laughs> like a birthday congratulations yeah it's the second birthday um dad has a shirt and I forget exactly what it says but it says something like Everyone has a birthday, but only heroes have an alive day. Yeah. Like they actually survived. Like they're actually, you know, they're still living their life. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's stopped them. And mm-hmm. so we celebrate and mm-hmm. it's just like a second birthday. It really is. Yeah. So last question. Mm-hmm. How has military life affected you and what advice do you have? Um. I think military just in general has affected me in a positive way because I feel like like 
whenever my dad got injured, I had to mature a little bit faster than all my other, sure. all of my friends because like you have to caregive and you have to step up and you have to like help your mom if she needs you to hold this or help him and all that stuff. So I do feel like it has made me mature more. And so like when my friends are acting their age, I'm like, why are they doing that? That's so dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like I forget like, oh, you know, probably should I technically should be acting like them but I'm right not because... and we lost a lot of our childhood yeah you know we lost like 10 I mean 10 and up like we yeah. lost that we weren't able to be our child mm-hmm. we weren't able to have that inner child and like, so kind of and it kind of is a good thing and a bad thing because like I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing like I make jokes I'm like haha you know I lost yeah. my childhood but like right. it really doesn't affect me that much because like we still had friends and like we're still friends with people that we've known, like um, our friend Maddie, she lived next door to us. And during all this, she became basically like our third sister and she still is. And it's just crazy because like, we're still in contact with her and like, she was like involved and like, she would help and sometimes and whatnot. It was just crazy, like all the different stuff. And she was also a military family as well. So it was like, she understood. And that's why we all basically got along. Like she would have sleepovers like every day because she was homeschooled too. Yeah. And so it was just, it's just crazy how like the military like changes you for the better and like you all have like a common understanding of one another. Sure. And, you know, it's hard to think back and wonder what I would have done, you know, in my teenage years if I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing what I had to do. And, but at the same point, I'm like, I have grown so much than I would have like you know, leadership, like care, take caretaking and, you know, actually being more a part of the family instead Mm -hmm. of like, I wasn't out with my friends, you know, all the time. I wasn't doing things like that. So for Mm -hmm. sure. That's like, yeah, whenever um, that would happen and I was in like DC and my friends that I had at school would hang out. I was like, man, it really sucks because like I couldn't right. hang out with them and like I wanted to, but like obviously I'm in a whole different state, you know what I mean? Like so yeah. far away. And it was like, I would get sad time to time, but then like, they'd be like, hey, you know, like whenever Roblox was popping in cool, like, <laughs> hey, let's play some Roblox. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like let's play Minecraft. Let's play weapons. Yeah. Let's do da, 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 da. And they tried as best as they could. So yeah. that was good. That's really awesome. Uh, what piece of advice do you have? Um, to another military child or a civilian like mm -hmm. who knows a military child whatever I guess have an open mind to change regardless if it's for good or for the worst because you never know how it's going to change you and Mm -hmm. you just have to be open-minded to like whatever happens yeah I think that's great and you know none of us expect you know for anything to happen like we say, okay, you're going to go on deployment. Okay, bye. Like, we'll see yeah. you in, you know, a year. Yeah. Like, ours was 400 days. Like, we'll mm-hmm. see you then. And um, yeah, we don't expect for mm-hmm. I was going to say, situation. I definitely, I never expected my father to be injured just because like that just didn't, it never crossed my mind until, well, I must have coughed <laughs> <laughs> until, um, until it happened. And then I was just like, this actually happens. Like, it's not just like, like, it's not just, like, a small amount of people. Like, this is happening, like, every single day. For sure. There's always another <laughs> soldier who comes back. Uh, you know, they're thankful that they are mm-hmm. still alive because it could have been much worse. But they're now having to live with the repercussions of the injuries that they mm-hmm. have. And it's not just them who have to deal with it. It's the families, too. Yeah. And especially, like, for our family, it has brought us together more. And I assume it probably has for your family, yes, too. Yes, for sure. And that's, like, even to my, like, for my grandma, it's brought us all closer together because my grandma, whenever this all started happening, my grandma was the one who came down because she lives in Nashville. And she came down to Clarksville, and she basically was, like, our second mom because yeah. my mom was gone the week's and whatnot and so my grandma was there whenever my mom was gone so she was taking care of us taking us to school feeding us all that stuff and so like that also made us closer to our grandma because she was there and she got to like you know be there with us whenever we were like growing up and going through this so like it has like brought us closer together yeah I would say the same I mean and even just in the four of us like we we had only known Ohio 
mm-hmm. because we hadn't moved. We were a reserve, so we didn't move. And mm-hmm. my dad was a military child growing up, so he kind of knew the story of moving and, you know, going through that, but we had never learned that. So moving was definitely a challenge, but we had the four of us. Mm -hmm. So that was like our stable environment for us Mm -hmm. to keep us going through that. Yeah. That's like whenever we were, my mom was like, okay, so like, I don't remember if she, I'm pretty sure she asked us if like we wanted to like move up to Maryland and we were like, I mean, I guess, you know, cause we were like, we don't really care. It's we're kids. Like you tell us what to do, you know? Yeah. And so like whenever we first moved up there, we were like, oh, you know, this is cool, you know, whatever. And then we started homeschooling and like we started going to like different stuff and we were like, we could live here forever. Like me and my sister still yeah. talk about it. Like, like we would literally move back in a heartbeat if we had the opportunity or just like, even just go for like a few days. Like, It doesn't matter. Like we just love being there. And even in living in the Fisher house, you know, it's not the ideal environment that we want to live in. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, more or less a hotel room. And, you know, just the memories that come out of that is incredible because, you know, it makes you closer as a family. Mm -hmm. You're all living, you know, in one room. And we got fortunate to have two rooms at one point. So we're all you know, still living in this very, very tight space. And, Mm -hmm. but those were the fun times. Like, yeah, we have so many good memories from that. I was about to say us too. And like, um, whenever we moved to the Fisher house, we, we brought like our stuff down. So we didn't really have toys. And then I don't remember if someone gave us a Barbie house, but like, you know, that big Barbie dream house with like the pool elevator, (laughs) we got that. And like, we were over the moon about it and we even brought it. So like, after we were done at the Fisher house, we were able to move into a small apartment and we even brought it there. And then like, we just started to like, actually, since we, my sister and I shared a room, since we actually had a room, we like got more toys and we got to be able to do this, this. And then we eventually got into gymnastics which also made us want to stay even more because we were like, we don't want to go home. We want to do gymnastics. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I think it was called Silver Stars. I, I think so. And it was so fun. Like it, it's like I said, like Maryland, it's just like, instead of it being like a negative place, like you visit, it's just like, oh my gosh, do you remember when we drove down the street and we went to gymnastics or we went to walk down the street to, I think it was like Giant, like the grocery store. And like, it was just, it's just so much fun. Like, cause we're like, oh my gosh, remember when we were there? Remember when we were this? You know? It's yeah. Just, I love it. It's very much nostalgic, mm-hmm. you know, thinking back on all of that. And we went back to Texas right before shutdowns and lockdowns happened. So we were mm-hmm. very thankful we got to do that. And just, you know, staying, we stayed in the host, same hotel we stayed in for about two months, two, three months mm-hmm. we stayed there. And, you know, walking past the room that we were in and you know getting breakfast there like we normally would Mm -hmm. and driving past the hospital and the Fisher house it was it just brought so many memories back Mm -hmm. and like almost every memory that I have was like a really good one and so like that's also why because like I remember we used to go to these dinners I think it was a I'm gonna say it wrong a leaf the leafia dinners I think and like me and Ryan being the only kids with a whole bunch of adults we would get like random <laughs> prizes and all that yes. stuff and we would stay out till like what like 12 1 a.m and yeah. we, like, we were like party animals for like being like <laughs> eight years old <laughs> and like we talked about that we were like do you remember when we, remember we got back and it was like two or three in the morning and we just like looked out the window and we were like yeah you know it's just so random yeah and you know being the only kids for so long and being surrounded by these adults who most of them didn't even have kids for us. Mm-hmm. It was like we became their kids. Like they oh adopted us. They yes. spoiled us. Yes. That's like um, when we lived in the apartment, um, we had it's like because the apartment's like a hall like this. It's so weird. And our doors were like this. And we lived on the left side. And then Aaron and Eliza lived on the right side. And my mom was in contact with Eliza. So I think it was for Yellow Ribbon Fund before she like started working for them. And she was like, yeah, I'm in this, uh, the apartment, whatever number. And she was like, wait, this number? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, I'm right next door. And she was like, no, you're not. And she goes outside and they both open the door and they're like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? And then they started becoming like our second parents. Like Aaron and Eliza yeah. would take us out for ice cream or take us to do this or take us down to the grocery store. And like, just like, it was so much fun. 
Yeah. There are so many good memories and, you know, thinking back and it just makes me feel like those were the simpler times and, Mm -hmm. you know, they were so hard and, you know, living basically in and out of a hospital, the Fisher house, Mm -hmm. still having to go to school, still having to make friends. Like that was a hard, hard time. And I can't even imagine having to do it again, Mm -hmm. but those were the times that, you know, I miss the most because they were so much easier and I had so many more opportunities then and not saying I don't have any now because I Mm -hmm. have plenty now (laughs) but you know those were just the simpler times yeah that's I I think the same as well because like it was just like oh you're a kid homeschooled in Maryland like I honestly didn't think it could get any better just because it's like, well, you're in Maryland, so you can go to this museum, you can go to this, you can go to this, this embassy, this da 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 da. And like, we had so many different opportunities as a family. Like, we would go to like different embassies, like New Zealand and Australia and all that. And it was just like, it was so much fun because a lot of people just don't get the opportunity just because like it's, I don't know, it's just different. Yeah, the military life definitely changes everything. And then Mm -hmm. you add the injuries on top of that. It definitely creates a whole new atmosphere for you to live in. It does. Yeah. Well, do you have any last minute things you would like to add? Hmm. I mean, I don't think so unless you are curious about anything. (laughs) I think that covered like everything. And it was so nice getting to know your story mm-hmm. and compare ours to mm-hmm. together. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having sharing me. Sharing your story. Yes, of course. I appreciated it. It was really fun. Thank you so much for tuning into the Grace of a Military Child podcast. For more inspiring stories like these, be sure to review, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also find us on at Grace of a Military Child podcast on Instagram and be sure to check out our YouTube page. If you are or know of a military child who would like to be featured on an episode of this podcast, DM us on Instagram. Be sure to tune in next week when we hear another inspiring story. Until then. Until then.